Bang bang! Do you like sports? Do you like betting on sports? Do you like winning when you bet? I like all of those things, and that's why I'm with Bet with Joel, because I have turned a uh, you know a little hobby of mine into a second income because I'm getting the best tips in sports betting from Joel himself. He sends them straight to your phone, well, to your email address. And if you've got a smartphone like me, not a stupid ass dumb phone, then you can get that shit right in the palm of your hands, put your bets on and make some cash. You want to bet with Joel? Then go to betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F, slash welcome to the potty and enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty enter promo code potty exclusive five zero for 50% off your first week. Thank me later. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the, uh, um, you know, uh, what else am I? What am I today? You could probably call me today the Richard Pryor of podcasts. And I'm, I'm sorry that this is a bit shaky today. I, um, you know, I've moved my setup around a little bit. So I'm not actually able to, um, to, to have this bitch sitting up real good. There's Bike Club. There's Mardo. Um, oh, Griggy. We got Dave. What's up, fellas? Um, where the fuck are the ladies at? That's all right. Now, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm the Richard Pryor of podcasting. And why? Um, I actually did my first ever stand-up set last night at the Rhino Room in Adelaide, South Australia. Um, and that shit was just, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with that. The emotions that I felt, I got home early from work, um, well, uh, I started early so I could finish early. I got home um, about 4.30 so I could go over my set, right? Make sure that I remembered everything. And I was doing that for maybe two hours before um, the fucking, the, the, the thing, right? We, we get there, doors opened at 7.30. So we get there at 7.30 and a bunch of my friends are already there like standing outside. And I'm going to shake hands and everyone's, everyone's saying like, oh, you got the hot hand. Oh, you got fucking, you got old clammy hands. And I'm just like, hey, who's making the fucking jokes here? I was like, I'm nervous. So yeah, my, my hands are wet, bro. You know? So, so uh, anyway, we go in and I've bought, well, I haven't, I didn't bring anybody with me, but I brought a lot of people. I had probably 15, 20 friends there uh, watching, right? And um, I just realized that my head is so far down that on the other camera, you probably only can see the top of my head. And that's fine. But um, 
Yeah, maybe if I sit up like this for a minute. Um, and let me get that mic right up by my fucking face hole, right? Um, and I heard, uh, what's that woman's name? From she's from uh, that group. Uh, Don't you wish your boyfriend, your girlfriend was hot like me? Nicole something, Schwarzenegger or something like that. She's on Australia's Got Talent, and she is the the most annoying person I've ever seen on it. You know, and she said facehole the other day, and that's maybe why I just said facehole. But I digress. Anyway, because I brought this many people with me, and they ask. Everybody, um, when you're paying, like, oh, who are you here to see? And so there's all these ticks next to my name. So I have to go up third to last, bro. So I'm sitting in there waiting for the whole night. Just anxietied the fuck out, dude. I'm like full anxiety mode, bro. Like just, just not really myself. And like my friends are in there, I'm trying to talk to them, but I'm not really focused. And then they all sit down when the show starts. And I couldn't even really sit with them because I didn't want to keep talking about like, oh, how you feeling? How you feeling? I was like, fuck, dude, about to shit my pants mostly. So I, um, I had to kind of sit back and I, I kept leaving to go, go like, um, have a practice of my lines and shit. So that was, that was, uh, pretty, pretty nerve wracking. Anyway, the, they tell you where you are and there was three brackets of five. So there's 15 performers last night. And they, um, they're like, oh, Clay, your, your third bracket, third, um, third comic. So I was, uh, 13th out of 15 cats. I was like, fuck, that's a big weight for, for a dude that's like, you know, in the middle of cardiac arrest almost, you know? So, um, so I'm sitting there all night watching all this shit and I've never been in my life, dude. I've never been less judgmental, bro. Cause I was like, you know, there was a couple of questionable acts maybe that I saw last night, but, um, uh, I was like, what if, what if I just freeze up going up there? Like be rabbit from eight mile, you know, just, uh, just go up there and choke. So I wasn't judging anybody and I was like, well, I'm proud of Duke for even being up there and doing what he's doing or she, there was some ladies there. Um, so that was, yeah. So the whole lead up had me when I was in this place of vulnerability, bruh, it, um, it really like, yeah, it shifted my perspective, but anyway, the, the girl before me goes up and she's about, she's about done. So I walk up cause I didn't, I was all the way at the back of the club and I didn't want to have a long walk where everybody can like, is looking at me when I get introduced. So I walk to the front of the club. So I've got a shorter walk and I thought maybe less anxiety. Anyway, I get introduced and my whole life dude turns into slow motion, bro. And I'm telling you, when I say this, I remember taking those steps. It's three steps to get up on the stage, dude. And it took about, I don't know, three or four weeks to get up three stairs, dude. And so I get up there and then I've, I'm like, fuck, well, I got no choice now. And I fucking grab that mic out of the mic stand and I, I moved the mic stand and I started, dude. And then I finished, you know, 
I fucking started and I didn't miss a joke. I didn't even forget anything and I did it, bro. I fucking did it. And then when I was done, the sense of relief, bro, and like, I don't know, excitement, but mostly relief, dude. I still wasn't even really ready to communicate with anybody and I had to take another seat and just sit there with myself for a second, you know? Because it was just like, it was just like, I don't know, man, what it was. It was exhausting, but it was, I actually, that was one of the best moments of my life, man, doing that shit. And I want to do it again and again and again, bro. I want to do it. I want to do it, bro. That shit really had me like fucking, I don't know, dude. I don't even know how to say it. And I don't know if my hand's covering the whole microphone of this, of this phone right now. So who knows if you even really heard what I said, but, um, yeah, man. Anyway, so good to have like, you know, yeah, 15 or 20 friends out there that, um, were really supportive dude. And, um, I don't know. They all said that I did really good and it felt really good, but Um, you know, who knows, who really knows how good it was when it's your friends telling you how good it was. It felt good. I didn't feel like ashamed or anything afterwards and I want to do it again and I will do it again. I'm probably going to start taking it pretty seriously even. So, uh, that was, yeah, one of the greatest experiences of my life, man. I'm never going to forget last night. That was fucking just, just wild, dude. Just wild. I don't even know. I don't even really know um, when the last time was that I've had such an up and such a down at the same time, but not down as in bad, but down as in like the relief, the, the, the endorphins and shit finally leaving my body, the adrenaline reducing and shit, bro. I was up on the stage and people said that they couldn't notice, but I was shaking dude. Like remember Wendy's, um, hot dogs and the, the shaken dog combo that you could get and they had commercials of that little chihuahua shaking and shit that was me on stage dude but everyone said that they couldn't see it and i felt remember the movie called um the mask and actually it's um it's actually it's 25th anniversary today of the mask starring jim carrey um remember that movie and his heart fucking pumps out of his chest and like it's real animated and shit that's what i thought my heart was doing, dude. So I thought my heart was almost touching whoever was in the first row. Oh, and the lights are so bright, bro, that you don't even see anybody in the crowd unless there's people in the first row. And there was two cats sitting in the first row, so I could see them. But I wanted to ignore the shit out of them, bro, because I didn't even really have, um, yeah, I didn't have like all the confidence, you know, that was my first time, dude. And, um, it was sick, bro. There was, um, Jay Michael, who's an Adelaide comedian, bro. He was there and I actually, I saw him open for Theo Vaughn a couple months ago, which was crazy. So this dude's opening for fucking Theo. Um, he also, I saw him probably two years ago when he first started stand up, and I saw him forget his act on stage and pull out his notes out of his pocket and he was so angry at himself. Um, and he, I don't think the anger was about, was part of the act, but it was, it was, um, 
it was mad funny. Yeah, you can come in, Rach. Um, and what's up, Sam Owens? Um, you had no idea that, that it was on. And that's okay, bro. Some people did. Some people actually did have an idea that it was on and they still didn't come. So that's all right, bro. Um, shit. What else, dude? What was I just saying? Oh, yeah. J. Michael. And he, he had an act. He had some new stuff that he was trying out and that was really dope. Um, and then there was also Chris Caldicott, who's a friend of the show and he probably needs to be a bit more of a friend of the show. Uh, he's started out comedy. What's up, Rach? Oh, hey baby. Rach is in here. Um, so we're going to stop the live stream in probably just a minute, but, um, where, uh, Chris Caldicott was there and he had a really good set too, man. But, um, yeah, man, that's going to be the end of the stream for today, but you know where to find us. Welcome to the potty on everything. And that's a big old bung bung. Um, um, yeah, mate. Well, I'm still recording, so maybe just anyway, (laughs) and no, don't sit in front of the camera. Sit over here. If you're going to be sitting in here at all. Oh, she didn't realize you were filming there. Yeah. So see over here, okay. like a normal person. Sorry guys, Rachel decided to come in and ruin the show today. Hello, I'm ruining the show. Yay. Um, shit. Yeah. What did, uh, how did you feel last night? Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I got lots of really good feedback from the little story that I posted of you last night. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I probably need to get the um, the video together and edit it all together real nice here. I'll try and move over a bit more so you can sneak in the frame here. Yeah, I'm just trying to lift this chair up so I don't... Oh, look Ooh. like a midget You're next right? to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good, babe. Like, you fucking killed it. Yeah, I was like... I was in a pretty good mood all day today. Oh, I was so pumped even this morning for you. I was like, yeah. fucking hell, I can't believe you did that. And we are just like kicking goals and... By far the you know such such a good turnout. From, yeah. From last from probably the last time we were there and. I was just saying before you came in how um, fucking. Uh, just like draining all the emotions was. So I'm actually not like I'm not feeling myself on the potty right now. I'm actually pretty like low because I just oh. I'm just exhausted from from being so anxious yesterday and then yeah. Like, so relieved afterwards it just really took it out of me oh yeah it's such an emotional roller coaster like yeah. even just dealing with the nerves before going on stage is enough to be like fuck <laughs> like yeah. drain you maybe you need a little drink yeah i've had one of those days where i was just like i needed the wine yeah had a little ve- have a have a little vino yeah and we're going to the cranker tonight to watch some more comedy because yeah. that's I've got social basketball still on Monday nights. Yeah. So I want to finish out the season. So I won't probably go to the Rhino room again unless we've got another buy. Yeah. And then um, we got, hey, if you're going to be here, don't be fucking around on here. Please. I'm just waiting for my Uber Eats. So. Um, and um, fuck, now I forgot what I was saying. We're going to the Cranker and then you've got a oh, buy yeah, so with I'm basketball. Gonna, I don't know. I don't know if Cranker's actually open mic, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any sets at the Cranker, but I'll definitely be open to it if I can because I'm not going to be available on Monday nights for a while. Yeah. yeah but once this season's over, I'm going to Rhino Room every single Monday. Mm, well, now all your basketball friends know. 
that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, shit, was it, what, you had a busy day today? Yes, I did. I had a very su- successful day. It was a good day. That's good. Why was it so successful? Sold a car. What'd you sell? A, um, big discovery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, you're pretty talkative. Why'd you come in here? Oh, I, I thought I was just going to, like, come in and, like, um, you know, chat about more of the comedy. I don't really want to talk about myself, to be honest. But maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I just thought I'd come in and say hi, and then love you, leave you. <laughs> so I'm going to go eat now. All right, are they here? Yeah. Okay. Okay, see ya. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And that's Rachel, everybody, bringing the energy. <laughs> Hey. All right. Well, I think we'll. Um, I haven't done some advice for um, you know a couple of episodes because um, I don't know. I guess I've had other things to talk about. But um, let's uh, let's get into the uh, advice here. Oh man, I've got a booger, and I'm conscious that there's a camera watching me, so I don't really want to pick it. You know what I'm saying? Um, holy shit, this is intense and I'm, I'm not able to skip it because it is very intense. Um, let's see what we got here, guys. All right, this is, yeah, this one's pretty serious. Um, so this is the heading, all right? My mum threw me through a glass door when I was a child. I have scars all over my face and body from this. I only just found out this is how I got them. And then this is the body of the email. I went next door for ice cream and when I came back, mum was very angry. I remember standing on the porch waiting to get beaten, then lying on the kitchen floor with blood spreading out. I was always told that the wind slammed the door into me. I never, it never made sense on that sheltered porch though. Now I don't know whether to confront my mum with it or not. We had a very broken relationship when I was a teenager to the point of estrangement, then slowly building, then slowly built a relationship through my 20s. Now I'm 37, have two kids and what looks from the outside like a normal relationship with her. I'm pretty sure she has undiagnosed narcissistic personality disorder. That's quite a leap, but we'll see what, what, where, where you're going to go here. Um, so it's possible she will completely deny or has built a different reality of that event. I found out because my dad casually dropped into conversation one day what it was like to watch my mum pick me up and throw me through the door. Random dad. I am often lost in this world of pain from my past again and have a history of drugs, alcohol, eating disorders and depression. I've worked very hard to get to a stable and content place with myself and finding this out has derailed me somewhat is it just going to is it just going to hurt more bringing it up with my mum or relive this or relieve the suffering um dude like oh sorry lady um i i would probably talk this out with a therapist before you um make any decisions about talking through it with your mother, you know, um, you, your therapist will be able to help you prepare yourself for any reaction you get from your mother or possibly 
invite your mother into therapy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go into this unprepared. I would certainly see a therapist and um, get their advice here uh, instead of my advice. Uh, I'm not a clinical psychologist. Um, I do have a doctorate, but it's in podcasting. I'm the PhD of podcasting. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a difficult conversation even with um, some therapist advice. It's going to, it's quite a leap going to narcissistic personality disorder, um, without having any type of evidence or, ed, uh, education maybe to, to help you come to that conclusion. Maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know this lady, but, um, maybe she's just a violent person. Maybe she's, yeah, she's probably got some issues of her own, maybe from her childhood. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say she's a narcissist because she threw you through a window. She might have some aggression issues or some shit like that. But yeah, I feel for you, man. Like that's um, that's wild. And I'm sorry, I'm so sorry about my energy levels today. Like I was so ramped up last night that I could barely sleep, dude. So um, yeah, my advice is go get some advice. Um, probably not on this podcast, you know, go, go to a therapist and, um, see what they have to say. Cause that's, that's some wild shit. What do we got here? This is another long one and it's going to be the last one because of it. And also it's the only other one that we have. Um, I think I'm falling out of love with my husband because he's an asshole to strangers. And that's a reason to fall out of love with somebody. And this is how you can figure out what type of person somebody is. And that's how they treat, um, you know, service workers, like people like waiters and waitresses, um, air hosts and hostesses, um, things like uh, Uber drivers, shit like that. If they're going to be a C word to them, you know, they're probably a C word themselves. You understand? So my, I'm 35. My husband's 37. We've been married only a year throughout our whole relationship. I've known of his road rage and impatience. And he can probably work on those things. Cause I used to get road rage and now I'm just like, whatever. Cause I know I'm going to get there at the same time. Regardless, I might save myself a minute if I get angry. Uh, and if I don't get angry, I'll save myself, you know, cardiac arrest. Um, anyway, more. Uh, he is an extremely aggressive driver and tells me it's better to be aggressive when driving, but that doesn't mean he has to ride someone's ass at full speed, then switch lanes and stare the driver down. Been there, old, ma- uh, old boy. The other day, a young man wasn't paying attention in a parking lot. And as I waited for him to look up and see my car, my husband starts getting anxious and was like, what the F is this guy's problem? He then tried to roll down the windows to say something. I quickly locked the window and said the guy just wasn't paying attention for maybe 20 seconds. And it's not a big deal. And once he noticed my car, he mouthed, sorry, and quickly moved. My husband says back, fucking idiot. And that's a man that just seems like he wants to be angry. And I'll tell you what could make this man angry. You leaving this motherfucker. But let's not jump to that conclusion just yet. More. My husband is constantly saying negative things. Last night, I wanted to have a serious talk with him about my cousin who is dying from cancer while it was just the two of us at dinner. And he quickly cut me off to get mad at the fact that there was a car parked with its lights on shining into the restaurant while the driver ran in to pick up their order. 
Then my husband quickly changed his focus on our server because he wasn't refilling his soda fast enough, even though it was completely busy. See, I now I told you, if you're going to treat your server like an asshole, you're an asshole. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a red flag. I never told him about my cousin. It just isn't worth it sometimes. I know he won't listen or understand. And that sounds like a really fun dinner that you had there. And do we have your name? Danielle. Sounds like a great husband you got there, Danielle. He sounds like an actual piece. Oh, shite. But let's, let's hear more. Um, my husband once got up and went behind a sushi bar to refill his own soda because it was taking too long. He's that type of person. And that sounds like a weird person to marry, Danielle. Um, more. He likes to call himself an asshole. And that's dope, dude. So you know you're an asshole and you're proud of it. And that sounds like, Danielle, you probably need to leave this dude. Says everyone knows he's an asshole. Even his family knows he's an asshole. Oh, so he's, that's justified. So he may as well be an asshole. Change, Duke. Change your attitude. Sort your shit out. At first, I just figured it was in, he was impatient or wasn't taught proper etiquette. But his family, but he, his family is so great and loving and cares for less fortunate. He's just so opposite. He tells me he loves that I remind him a lot of his mom and sister in the ways that we care for for each other. But that's for oh, for others. But that's just a quality he doesn't have. He doesn't think of putting the shoe on the other foot. Dude, this selfish motherfucker. Fuck this dude, man. Yeah, who cares if you're only married a year? End it. I'm constantly trying to downplay every situation so he doesn't get so upset. And you see, you're walking on eggshells in front of this motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, it sounds like your husband uh, doesn't even think of his own consequences. Even with your marriage. Like, this could be affecting you. He doesn't give a fuck. This dude's really into inside himself. Um... I'm worried about the road rage and someone pulling out a gun and how dangerous it is and asked him to at least not do it while I'm in the car. He gets mad and defensive and says, if I don't like driving with him, then don't get in the car when he's driving. Oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. And you, Danielle, you sound like you're a good person. You probably deserve better. And I'm just being honest. And you should be honest with yourself. I guess what has really turned me off is the way he's he treats strangers. He's in, He's insensitive to other people and what they might be going through. It's almost like he's incapable of thinking a stranger has struggles and feelings too. And that that is tough for all of us sometimes to think, you know, if this person's being an asshole, maybe there's a reason for that. But you do need to understand that you can't just be an asshole every time someone else is an asshole as well. Or if they make a mistake or anything, you just need to like be a bit more, you know, aware maybe. Um... It's been getting worse. He never has anything positive to say. He gets so angry and defensive so easily. I've tried talking to him about this, but like I said, he just gets angry and defensive now. Before I would say he's going to change, but that was two years ago. I mean, that was years ago. And now he just gets mad. And this just sounds like he's not going to change. He doesn't want to listen to you. He doesn't give a fuck about how you feel or your happiness, Danielle. And I would get out of there. Um, before it turns into something that could uh, be directed towards you, uh, that's not verbal. You understand? Um, these are all red flags. And this guy doesn't deserve somebody uh, like you that actually cares about other people and, and cares about him. He needs to go, you know, probably fuck himself, dude. He probably needs to go, uh, you know, t 
take a nap by a lake or something and uh, wake up and, you know, miss your, your soft touch and maybe jerk himself off with his rugged hands and see how he likes that. And be, just be alone with himself while you're off, you know, enjoying, you know, other people. Do you have children, did you say? You didn't say. That was a person before you. Um, sometimes you got to find a way to keep it together for the kids. My parents didn't. And I turned out okay. I guess I'm a stand-up comedian now. So, um, you know, that usually means that your parents did some sort of fucking up. But that's just a joke. Nah, uh, if you feel like you have to keep together for the children, you can try. But uh, this, there's some warning signs here. And I don't want this to turn into a, a, a domestic violence situation, Danielle. And I'd say get out of there. I'm not sure if this is just a rant, but my heart hurts. And I don't want, like being around him and all his negative energy. I feel like... Sometimes it rubs off on me and I hate it. And, um, yeah, that's bullshit that you have to feel like that. You said your heart hurts. He's breaking your heart, acting so selfishly, Daniel. And I would, uh, I would get out of there. You know, you, you, you seem like you feel hopeless or something. You feel like you've tried everything. You've tried talking to him. Um... And he's like proud of the way he acts. And that's and that's somebody who's not ready to change. And he might get sad when you say you want to leave him, if you choose to do that, um, and say he's going to change. But this doesn't seem like the kind of person that uh, is willing to change. He seems pretty stuck in his ways. And he seems proud. He just, I don't know, the way you've put it, he seems proud of his actions. And um, yeah, I just I don't think that he seems like he's really got all his shit together and that he uh, he's sensitive to the way his own wife's feeling. And... I think you, I, I honestly think you deserve more, Danielle, and that's just me and I might be wrong, but you know, you, you asked, you asked the party for, for advice and I gave it to you, you know, um, I'm going to leave it there today, folks, and I'm sorry about my energy and I'm not in a bad mood. I'm actually in a really good mood, um, but I'm just so exhausted from the, the, like the emotions and shit. I didn't really get much sleep last night cause I was so excited, man, but um, I'm excited for when I can do that without having to go through those emotions. Um, but yeah, man, I guess I'm doing stand-up comedy now, which is which is fucking wild, dude. I've got some experiences in my life, man. I've lived, I've lived in a lot of cities. I've lived overseas, you know. I've traveled the world. I've got a black dad and a white mom. Um, I've got all these fucking real unique experiences, and I, I think I've got. The, this fucking wild point of view where I can make all that shit funny and I hope I can do that, man. And I think I do that mostly on the podcast anyway, but um, it's all unscripted here, you know? I don't, I don't like, carefully craft jokes or whatever to, to be clever and shit. I just fucking talk shit here and I like doing that. I love doing that, actually. But what I really uh, look forward to is getting, you know, getting some skills in this stand-up shit and seeing what I can do with it, man. Anyway, enough about me. Um, thanks, thanks you guys for listening. You know I love you guys, man. And make sure you you tell a friend to tell a friend because you know there's a referral bonus on offer. You can find us anywhere. We are welcome to the potty on everything. Um, fuck, dude. Thanks to everybody that came out to uh, to witness my first ever stand-up performance last night. I'll never forget anybody 
uh, that was there. I'll never forget that that night. I will. That's tattooed in my mind, dude. I, that night was unforgettable, man. And it may seem so small because it was just some bullshit open mic, five minutes, whatever. But it, it actually, that was a huge moment for me in my life, man. For real. And uh, every moment on this podcast is a huge moment. Huge moment. So I'm, I'm glad that all you guys listen to this. Um, but this is welcome to the potty, man. And as always, bung, bung. Baby, welcome to.